0: Hi, this is Wayne Zell and welcome to Blueprint for Wealth, a podcast of topics that hopefully will help you realize your personal dreams of wealth and freedom. Blueprint for Wealth is brought to you by the law firm of Odin, Feldman & Pittleman, serving clients throughout the DC metro area and across the country. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at OFPLaw.com. And I invite you to subscribe to my blog, www.blueprintforwealth.org where you can get content on taxes, estate planning, and business planning topics of interest. There's audio, there's video, and there are articles of interest. So if you'd like to get updates on these areas just go ahead and subscribe on the blog. Today we are going to be talking with some entrepreneurs who have done something fascinating and this fascinating concept is known as the private access Network. And with me today are Randy DeMalke and Scott Shedler. Um, Randy's going to talk first about some of the origins of PAN, the Private Access uh, Network. And then Scott's going to tell us about his background and how the two of them came together and have created this compelling new investment platform that many of you will want to hear about and may even investigate uh, after you're done with the podcast today. So welcome, Randy. Uh, Thanks for having me, Wayne. Thanks for being on the show. And, uh,
1: you know, first of all, what is the Private Access Network? Absolutely, great place to start, Wayne. So the Private Access Network is a membership organization. We give accredited investors across the United States access to a hand-picked group of emerging technology investments. These are private companies that they can opt into on a deal-by-deal basis and take advantage of the opportunities that exist in it in, in otherwise a closed opportunity with respect to venture capital. So how did you how did you uh, uh, narrow it down to just
0: technology companies? Is this something that you've been doing a long time?
1: Yes, yes, a big fan of focusing uh, both for our business as well as our investment businesses. I spent 12 years in the telecom industry uh, where I was in, in finance and worked my way up to, through general management, and now I've spent 16 years investing only in emerging technology companies um, and other funds that also invest in companies. So we've, we've been lucky enough to be in over 200 actual companies, uh, many of which have been some of the household names you're familiar with. Tell me a little bit about your experience as a venture capitalist. What was the name of the company? What, what did you do there? How did it start and how did it end up? Yeah, so I started in March of 2000 um, when I left the telecom industry. That's a really crappy time to start. Yeah, no, uh, you know, like <laughs> you hear from a lot of people, uh, to, uh, to to cut your teeth when times are tough makes it a little bit easier when, when times are good. So it was, it was a fabulous experience. Uh, so I started with just six of my friends, kind of called the first six people I, c- I could think of and said, you know, we need to be doing this and we need to start small and we need to be cautious about it, but we should absolutely have some of our wealth in Private emerging technology companies. And so that's what we did. We started in March 2000. Um, We called the company Liquid Capital Group. We created six different funds, Liquid Capital one through six. Uh, And we invested a little bit over $100 million. And if you fast forward to 2014, just before we started PAN, uh, we had put over $100 million to work, had about 45 individual high net worth clients. and had about a 68 percent success rate with the companies and funds that we had invested in. That's pretty good. I mean, I've, I've worked with
0: venture capitalists over the years and to have a 68 percent hit rate is much better than the usual 10 percent to 20 percent hit rate.
1: Yeah, so we're very proud of that, Wayne. And we name, name some of the companies that you uh, were successful with. Sure. Uh, well, there's a local company called Parature that we were successful with. Service Bench is another one. Um, we were fortunate through our fund of funds portfolio to be in some of the household names you've heard of, um, you know, like SpaceX and Tesla, uh, and those of course worked out very well for us. Uh, there was a gaming company called Zynga, sure. where our clients made made some money. Um, more recently, Fitbit, which you've heard about in the news, some you know huge percent of America is, is benefiting from the absolutely from that company. Um, Yes, yeah, so it was those really are great
0: investments. I, I think those, those, that, that's a pretty good uh, portfolio. I'd say. And I noticed uh, on your uh, on your past performance, you also had mentioned Tumblr and Twitter too. So, again, the, you know, doing exceptionally well. Box
1: was another one you guys invested in. Yeah. Well, right? one of the, one of the things, Wayne, that's important is to be diversified, right? Sure. So you have to be in many investments, and that just increases the probability that some of your investments will be remarkable. Yep. So. When did you start Pan and how did you decide to start it? Right. So we started thinking about Pan in late 2014. Uh, Scott and I put this together. Uh, in 2015, we launched in a soft mode, kind of to test the waters with some of our more, you know, uh, uh, savvy and loyal Liquid Capital customers. And then in 2016, we rolled out the website. And I would say we're we're now what's called uh, ready for prime time.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I know a lot about what investors get into because I do a lot of investing for a lot of my clients as well as you know I act as trustee of trusts and things like that. So I, I get to see some of the opportunities out there in the venture capital world. And um, What distinguishes you know, private access network from
1: the typical venture capitalist that is early stage uh, in the investment in technology? Sure, well I think there's two sides to that coin. Uh, the first side is the investment side, the second side would be the customer-facing experience. Uh, Scott can talk about kind of the customer experience, but okay. on the investment side, essentially, you're getting our you know, tens of years of experience and track record and success and, and just knowledge of how to do this, right? So if you want to become your own venture capitalist, you, c- you can do that. We're not here to train you as to how to become your own venture capitalist, but if you want to tap into the experience, the tens of years we have, the thousands of contacts we have in the venture capital industry, and most importantly you want to benefit from our extremely tight filter when we look at these opportunities, that's what we're offering to our members and it's a, it's a great complement to your public equity investing or to an angel fund uh, where, where you're frankly gonna roll up your sleeves and get way more involved than you would with Pan. So how do you guys find deals? Yeah, great question. Uh, we spend most of our time looking for deals. Sometimes I think of myself as a oil wildcatter or a treasure hunter, because we get up in the morning and really just you know pick up the phone and make phone calls, get in our cars and drive all over the you know mid-Atlantic area uh, and, and look for deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna find, Uh, you know good deals if you don't look at all deals. And what's the typical investment size that you're looking for? So we're investing less than a million dollars right now in companies that are raising probably one to ten million dollars in a series A or a series B investment. Okay and I'm gonna ask Scott a little bit
0: more about the uh, how you guys market and how you guys attract customers and what kinds of customers you're looking for so we'll get into that in a minute but um, are there requirements are there technical requirements to be a pan member I mean can anyone join pan
1: the Private uh, access network Yeah so there's no, I wouldn't say there's technical requirements other than you you know you should be really excited about the opportunity to invest in emerging technology companies there's really just one uh, regulatory or legal envir, uh, requirement if you will is that you have to be an accredited investor You have to meet the SEC's definition for accreditation, which means you have to have uh, either income of $200,000 for yourself, $300,000 for your spouse, or you have a net worth outside of the value of your home that exceeds $1 million.
0: Yeah, it's important to remember, listeners, uh, it no longer includes the value of your home. They changed those rules a few years ago. And it makes it a little tougher to be an investor, but if you are an accredited investor, you can become a subscriber and an investor in the uh, private access network.
1: Yeah, that's another thing that we've done that's a little bit differently. It's a two-step process. First you join PAN and that's how you kind of get under the tent and see everything that Scott and I are doing. And then only as a member of PAN are you allowed to see our Top secret deal flow and potentially participate uh, in a deal that you think is a good fit. You
0: enter the cone of silence. Yeah, y- absolutely. You enter the cone <laughs> of silence.
1: That's right. You're on the inside.
0: All right. So we're gonna we're gonna transition over to Scott, but uh, give him a little chance for the uh, for the spotlight. But uh, are there any last thoughts you want to share with us on Pan, Randy, uh, before I uh, switch over to Scott?
1: No, I would just say you know we're looking forward to uh, talking to anyone who'd like to potentially be a member and. Um, we're real excited about what we're doing, and we hope uh, people share our, enthu- our enthusiasm.
0: Okay, Scott, it's your turn, and it's Scott Shedler, who most recently uh, was with Motley Fool. But tell, tell cool. us a little bit about your background. Where did you come from, and what have you been doing the last 15, 20 years?
2: Well, thanks uh, so much for, uh, for having us, Wayne. Yeah, Absolutely. I'd, I'd be happy to tell you about that. So, yeah, I started my career with GE Capital, where I spent about uh, 16 years growing up in, uh, in GE's finance organization. Uh, primarily, I was a divisional CFO for uh, a variety of businesses of GE Capital, and I left there in 2001 at an exciting time for the uh, for the internet. Uh, to, uh, to to join a place called the Motley Fool, uh, I would say my eyes were uh, about a half open uh-huh. on, in terms of what I was coming into. It turns out that we needed to significantly restructure the business. Um, as a result of a lot of things that were going on in in the internet businesses at that time. Right. There was a a bubble bursting, in case you you didn't remember. Man, I was right in the middle of it, (laughs) right with you. I was
0: working for an internet company. I was a general counsel and CFO of an internet company at that time
2: and uh, got out just in time, so it was good. Yeah, so you know what we were going through. Oh yeah. So we ended up flipping the model from advertising to subscription. Turns out that uh, a a membership-based business model is much more resilient uh, Than an advertising-based business model, I agree. and that we we grew that from uh, a standing start of zero members to, uh, uh, well, I'll just say this this information is somewhat private, but several hundred thousand members uh, today. So absolutely, I'm yeah. a
0: member. I'm, I love the uh, the service. So, I think
2: it's fair to say that it's the world's leading online stock advice uh, platform. So you left
0: Motley Fool. What did you do after
2: that? Well, I left uh, Motley Fool, well, you know, we built the business to a, to a, a very successful outcome for, their, for our, our, our investors, uh, a number of which were venture capitalists. Uh, and so to, so to some extent, um, the Motley Fool really gave me the romance of the combination of business and investing. Um, and I, I retired from the Motley Fool after having uh, accomplished a lot there in uh, the fall of 2013. Knew that I wanted to help. Uh, small businesses, small emerging growth businesses become more effective Um, and I was fortunate enough to meet Randy uh, who was doing exactly that uh, with a uh, venture capital fund and uh, so we started looking at small businesses together and actually invested in one called the Trip Tribe um, which we did in the fall of uh, 2014 Um, and then we talked about it and said hey we ought to formalize this partnership. What is Trip Tribe? The Trip Tribe is a, a really fun businesses excuse me, the Trip Tribe is a really fun business. Uh, it's, it's a social travel business, uh-huh. um, and unlike uh, airlines and hotels, the social travel industry has been virtually untouched by the internet. Um, so yeah. they're, 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 would, you,
0: would you say TripAdvisor is not a social travel site?
2: Well, it's a, it, is, it is a social network of sorts, but okay. it, does not, it, it does not facilitate group travel. Oh, so, so this, this is about is group, group travel. travel. Yeah, it's oh, that's a group really travel cool. company. That's right. So you guys
0: invested some some of your money and some of uh, Scott's money and some of Randy's money. You guys put your yeah, money yeah. Randy together. and I
2: put in a, um, a fair amount of our personal capital uh, to to work at the Trip Tribe, and then we decided, hey, we ought to make this a a more formal thing, and we decided to form the Private Access Network, largely out of uh, the, the like minded thinking that went into investing in a, in a company like the Trip Tribe. So how how is just as an aside, how is Trip Tribe doing today? The Trip Tribe is doing great, uh, so, since, uh, so in 2015 they grew 16 times over how big they were in 2014 wow. and right now they're growing about uh, 70% a quarter.
0: Okay, so we, we talked a little bit about uh, how to become a PAN member and a little bit of the technical requirements. Tell me about the customer facing side of it. There's, there's a website, tell us about the website.
2: Well, the website is uh, suitably. PrivateAccessNetwork.com, uh, and you can go there and you can find out pretty much everything you need to know about us. Uh, you okay. can find out Randy and my bios. Uh, you can find out uh, our investment philosophy and process. You can find out all the benefits of, of becoming a member, which we can talk about a little bit. Yeah, let's, uh, let's let's do that. Yeah. So, but
0: how do you become? You know, you become a member. You you have to fill out some paperwork. You got to go through some documentation. But um, what is the cost of becoming a member and what do you get in return what do you get in exchange
2: yeah so I'll, first of all i just want to say that the choice of our name private access network was very intentional and i'll focus on access for okay. now so the you know i think there's a lot of um, glorious outcomes for uh, for venture capitalists How, however for most accredited investors they they simply don't have access and so we designed private access network to be accessible to that some 8 million households uh, of, of accredited investors that only a few hundred thousand of which have ever had access to uh, to private deals so okay. we, we so we we, we try to um, make that make it as easy as possible for folks to join we have a low membership fee of two hundred forty nine dollars a quarter and okay. and for that you get to the opportunity to invest alongside Randy and me in any of the deals that we decide to put our own money into
0: so 249 a quarter, and you, what what do you see as a result of being a member? Do you see the, the deal flow? Do you guys uh, basically vet various deals and then put it up on the uh, on the website through a member access? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, so, so you can come to the webs- website, okay. join for $249 a quarter, okay. and then you can look at all the deals that we've already invested in, and you can see all the comments, and we, we, we frequently post about how those companies are doing. So, okay. again, unlike a lot of venture capital funds where you put your money to in, into them on a, on a committed capital basis right. of typically minimums of, of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Correct. And you get very little communication from them. Very little. We're posting um, at least quarterly and, and typically monthly about how our companies are doing. And so you can see which, which companies we've decided already to put our money into, how they're doing. Okay. And then you can also see the open offerings. So these are companies that you that actually have the opportunity to invest alongside Randy and me, um, you'll get a detailed write-up as to our rationale uh, as to why we want to invest as well as the risks that are associated with uh, with each of the companies that we think it's worthwhile to put our money into.
0: Are there minimum investment amounts that you that each investor has to put in?
2: Great question. so again, uh, unlike the uh, the venture capital funds which require Made the capital of a hundred thousand dollars or more.
0: Two fifty, five hundred. You you got it. You know I know I, I know that from experience. What so what's the minimum investment? Five thousand
2: dollars. So no way. Yeah, five thousand dollars possible. We want to. Yeah.
0: How do you do that?
2: <laughs> well, it, it's it's pretty easy with technology. So it's uh, we, we have uh, special purpose vehicles that are series uh, LLCs under our master LLC, okay. so that you can get into uh, right alongside us. So we're, we're, we have to create this vehicle anyhow. So having a, a minimum of $5,000 isn't a problem for us, it's just adding one more line on a spreadsheet, frankly.
0: And in addition to the 249 a quarter, what's the cost and the, the initial investment, of course, what's the cost of, uh, you know, how much of that $5,000 is going to pay you guys to run your site and so on and so forth?
2: Yes. Yeah, so an- another accessibility point here. So unlike uh, the venture funds, which typically have management fees of uh, 2% or higher, uh, we charge no management fee. Uh, on our investments, the only way that we make money is if you make money. So if the company actually exits at a profit uh, over the valuation that we invested at, uh, then we get 20% of that profit and you keep 80%. But, we so only, but if, if, a, if there's a loss, we get nothing.
0: So one key distinction between you and the typical private equity fund or venture capital fund is it's not a 2 or 3 and 20. It's a zero and twenty. It's a zero and twenty. That's exactly right. And the only ongoing cost is the two hundred forty-nine dollars a quarter, or about a thousand dollars a year to participate. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. Tell me some of the investments that you guys have made so far.
2: So we've got we've made three investments last year. Okay. Um, and trip tribe, and, and, we, and trip tribe is one. And trip tribe is one. And we've got a number that are really hot uh, that we're looking at right now. But the three that we made last year were the trip tribe, which is up sixteen times over over in. 2015 over 2014. Uh, There's a company called Apex Labs which aims to uh, to to do for industrial workers with smart glasses what the uh, what Google Glass Google Google Glass and and I think Sony has a a product and there's a couple other uh, manufacturers of smart glasses Um, but. They want to do for industrial workers with, with smart glasses what uh, what the smartphone did for knowledge workers okay and uh, and they've got a, a really impressive roster of customers including GE Boeing Tesla um, huh. ExxonMobil Wow um, yeah it's it's a good group and, and, and it's and what a third, was the third the third uh, yeah. business is a company called street shares which is um, an online peer-to-peer small business lending uh, business uh, that has a unique marketing model uh, in two ways. One, the, uh, the actual platform is auction based, which uh, helps the businesses ensure they're getting the uh, lowest possible rate that they can get. Sure. And then the second thing is they are marketing through affinity. So oftentimes, the, both the borrowers and the lenders are of, of the same affinity. Okay. And, and primarily right now, they're going through military. It turns out that 15% of small businesses are run by veterans.
0: Awesome. Yep. So you're, you're accomplishing two goals. One is you're, through this company, you're helping uh, facilitate lending, but you're also helping veterans uh, because that's a significant population. That's correct. What else do you want to tell us about Private Access Network and what else do the listeners want to know?
2: Well, again, it's a, it, we, we actually believe that um, private investing is a superior way to, to generate wealth. Uh, we believe it's not accessible to, to most folks, and, and we're trying to overcome that. Um, and it is a network so we intend to not only give you access to private deals but we intend to communicate with you regularly and make make the experience something that is hopefully very enjoyable for you.
0: How are you gonna market this thing? How do you market the private access network other than this podcast which might reach about five or six thousand people if I'm lucky but...
2: Right, so it's it's traditional online marketing so we have an email database of uh, almost a thousand folks um, and then we have our followings on, on, the, on the, our various social network accounts. So uh, Randy and I are reasonably popular on LinkedIn and uh, uh-huh. in Twitter as well as Facebook. And, um, and so we are, are marketing through that and, and also through word of mouth. The, the one thing I'll tell you is once you get into uh, the, the business of, of private investing, you know, we look at hundreds of companies um, every year. And so we meet a lot of people, and that network gets, it gets built up pretty fast.
0: Word of mouth is a great way to do it, especially yeah. if it's on recommendations of people that you've invested in.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, it's been great having you on Blueprint for Wealth, and thanks for being a guest today. Wayne, it's my pleasure. Thank you. And all of you, if you want to find out more about the Private Access Network, visit www.privateaccessnetwork.com, and you'll be able to read up on the... Uh, the accomplishments of Randy DeMalke and Scott Shedler and all the things that they're doing with this private access network. It's very, very exciting. Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't seen a vehicle like this where you can invest just $5,000 into a, a deal that otherwise, you know, you would have to have committed $100,000 or 200 dollars or $500,000 of capital. And then somebody else is making the decision about the investment where you can make, pick and choose the investments that you want. So it's a, it's a very unique opportunity, and I encourage you to investigate it further. I'm Wayne Zell. You've been listening to Blueprint for Wealth, and thanks for listening. Tune into our next
1: podcast, which hopefully will come out very, very soon. Have a great day.